And that's why I'm on, I'm a pin interest lover right there. They're the greatest memes on pin interest. For example, <laughs> oh, it's great. Absolutely. Well, show me, show me what you got. Show, show us oh, what you got. I, I know, but when I make fun of you and me on Daily Fish, you know, I and we say I, I find caricatures of us. I find it on that. So first of all, now the training camp starting NFL officially today. The Bills and the Raiders are in. This means that I show every week. That's, yep. that's going to go away. All right. And you broke this. When we, we talked to Scott Henry, and I, I'll wait till we do a regular show that's live. You found out with the halftime, to the present climate of the United States, you found out what our halftime show is going to be in 2023. <laughs> and John, I found this out. You know, by being the biggest Red Sox fan on the planet, how much the Red Sox fans hate the Yankees, right? Check this out. This is not Photoshop. When the Green Bay Packers, Beat the New England Patriots in a 1996 season Super Bowl. Jim McMahon was a backup quarterback. Look what yeah. he's wearing. He's wearing a yeah. Bears jersey to a Bears There's Reggie White, Mike Holmgren, President Clinton. This guy's wearing a Bears jersey. How cool is that? Oh, my God. The, the Green Bay fans must hate this guy. I love the guy. So, hey, Jimmy, you know what? This is what Daily Fish is all about, right? Jimmy, G, absolutely. Jimmy Mac is uh, he's 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 a classic. He's still the same way, too. So, hey, folks, this is Daily Fish. We are coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We're going to talk sports, entertainment, politics and everything in between. And just so you know, we're, we're, we're not woke culture here. Now, I know Fish is going to say that there's a lot of stuff that's going on that's effed up. Notice I didn't use the full word. Um, and there are no Karens or socially just police, so we're not doing that. So we are firing away. It's gonna be what we would call a bumpy ride and there's no insurance in the amusement park, remember that. We are technically on hiatus until the first Monday in August, but uh, we're gonna give you a little preview here. We're we're making two different type of shows. We, we have our usual banter in one kind of show that you're gonna see here. Uh, and then we're gonna have a show that is just our special guest. As you know, we have had guests like Hall of Famer Johnny Bench, We've had Heisman Trophy winner Ricky Williams, and we've had big acting stars like Brian Cranston, John O'Hurley, Richard Kind, comedians like Gary Mulder, and the aforementioned Scott Henry. Uh, coming up soon, here's what we've got slated. We've got legendary Major League Baseball umpire Joe West, who's who's now retired. He, he umpired from 1976 up until last year. Uh, he's got some great stories. You're going to enjoy him. Uh, we also will talk with Jamie Valvano. She is the daughter of the late, great, basketball coach Jimmy Valvano out of NC State. And uh, by the way, coming up this week on Wednesday, the ESPYs are coming out. So uh, you get a chance to do that. So I just want to give you a little bit of heads up of things that we're doing. A lot of it's because of what we're getting feedback from you guys. So that's why we wanted to switch things up. And if, folks, if you yeah. have questions or comments, all you got to do is drop them in the chat box if you're not watching us live, or you can email us at dailyfish1 at gmail dot com so fish there's there's a lot of stuff going on here and of course we haven't been able to talk for a while since we're, we've been kind of changing things but uh, what, what do you got what's on your what's on your mind as far as the different things that are out there I, I, we can go anywhere you want but you know the fact that sports wise Juan Soto of the Nationals rejected a 445 million dollar contract shocking uh, you, I always say this when we do our shows, you are a baseball guy and even you have to be, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? I mean, I know the Yankees and the Dodgers have the highest payrolls of any American sports team of the four major sports. Is he holding out? I'm asking you this question, John, is he holding out for maybe an offer from those two franchises? Like I believe Randy Arozarena, who's a star of Tampa Bay is going to do. Uh, what's the mindset there? Well, I think a lot of it is probably with Soto. He knows he's going to make money and he he knows he's he is a superstar. I think he's looking for the right team. You know, I think he's doing what Correa did. I mean, Correa went to the Minnesota Twins. Why would you think he would go to the Minnesota Twins? Everybody thought he was going to the Yankees to play shortstop for them. So I think a lot of these guys, and this is in defense of Soto, um, he's, he's saying, um, I'm going to wait for the opportunity that I think is right for me. To be honest, I think it's the Dodgers. If I had to guess, I think it is the Dodgers. The really? other thing, the other thing is that he um, he's still got another year on his contract. So if they trade him, whoever they trade him to, and there's a good chance he could get traded by the by the trade deadline, um, they've got an extra year with him. So there's some protection there. 
as well. So, uh, but the question is, will he, will he want to do that? Uh, will he want to go somewhere that to a place that is, that is going to sign him or a place that isn't going to sign him? But if you think about it, I mean, he's got another year left on the contract right now, and they're offering him something now that would give him that, you know, so in some respects, I kind of give him credit. And on, on the other hand, I kind of go, yeah, what are you thinking? Name, image, likeness. That's the big word you're hearing, the NIL. And with you, it's the LIV, whatever you would call it. NIL is big in college football right now. But there's people in LA that wonder what the hell is Lincoln Riley thinking? This guy was hired as a head coach of USC. Wonderful recruiting. He brought Caleb Williams, a top quarterback with him from Oklahoma after, you know, as a transfer. And then they decided to go into the Big Ten and deal with teams like Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, Iowa, Wisconsin. All right. I believe this, and I want your opinion on this. I believe if Riley stays in the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 had its worst year last year with all the teams really being bad, including UCLA and USC, Oregon was the only team, he had a better, better path to a playoff. What do you think? I mean, this is, this is, I mean, I know it's about money, but is this the blow up of college football? Well, I think it is. But at the same time, too, Riley does have another year in the Pac-12. So two years. I thought it was 2023. 2023 and 2024. 2025, they go in. Okay. So so he can actually, with that with that in mind, he can start building up, getting ready for, for the Big Ten. But I agree with you. The, PAC, the Pac-12 has, has, has been, uh, you know, kind of eh over the last few years or so. Um, I think this, this is the new change in college football. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, again, you said NIL. I think it has a big thing to do with that. I think the bigger thing it has to do with is is the fans, the college football fans. I don't, th- I don't, I think they're tired of, in parts of September and October, the number one ranked team in the in the country is playing a mealy mouth school that you're just doing it to help them and to gain attendance for them. You're doing them a favor, and for most fans, it's not it's not a fun game. Rare, rarely do you see, uh, you know, an upset when uh, Michigan lost to Appalachian State. Uh, you don't see that that often. It's really, it's you know, it's a rarity. So I think it's a lot of the fans, and I think it's where the money is going, and the money is going to the big schools, and it's going to hurt schools. I think like Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati's probably not going to get the opportunity uh, once once these things happen. So I, I think it's. I think you're just looking at. I think what you're going to see is you're going to start seeing. You know, it's going to be more division type schools that are kind of dropping off that aren't going to have, have the shot at it anymore. And uh, I don't know. What, what's your thought? I mean, you're, you're, you're a USC fan. You're, you're out there on the West coast. No, I'm not. I can't stand. Fuck SC. I, I'm a Texas guy. <laughs> oh, I grew up in LA. USC, UCLA was great. Until you go to Texas and you find out that they have statues of high school football stars on people's lawns, you know, it's a whole new, no culture in Texas. So I, yeah. Was UCLA, USC big when I was younger? Now, would they have 38,000 at the Coliseum last year because both teams are five and six? Look, I'm proud to be from Los Angeles. I'm not proud of the sports fans there where it was labeled Dodger fans leaving the seventh inning in a one nothing game so they could beat traffic. The same thing holds. Why do you think in L.A. that the Raiders are more popular than the Rams and the Chargers? And the Rams and the – well, the Rams won the Super Bowl. 35,000 fans from San Francisco came down. It's a tough city. It's a tough city. You have to win there. And SC and UCLA are going through that. SC made a great move in getting Lincoln Riley. Recruiting went way up. Then again, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of Steve Sarkeesian. You know, he got Arch yeah. Manning in Texas, yeah. which is Cooper Manning's kid. There's always a three spot. You know, Derek Carr is a brother, David Carr, yeah. right? Both in the NFL. Then there's Darren Carr, who's the better athlete of all of them. And he's, he, you know, and then you got Cooper Manning. The, the six degree of separations. Uh, is is crazy. Um, you know, you don't know this, right? But there's a lot of rumors that I was a witness in Las Vegas to the Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez nuptials that happened. I uh, I thought you were. I I was looking at the pictures and I thought I saw you there. Yeah, hey, doing all Melvis. Hey, good for them. You know, if anyone could be in love, they lead the Star Trek section in in uh, People Magazine. And if if if, 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 they, if they're in a if. if if those two were in Escondido, California, taking a dump at a Starbucks, there's a camera there. You know, pick up Jennifer Lopez with their latte out. Oh, with the toilet paper sticking out of her ass. I'm serious. It's it's crazy what's going on 
Uh, and that's what we talk about now on Daily Fish is that kind of stuff. I, I want I want the chatter. I want to hear about the, the – the, we learned that more people gave a shit about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp than gave a shit yeah. about anything else in, in box office. And to segue into that, John, you are well, watching – Let me ask watching. you one question. Can I ask you one question about uh, about the wedding? Yeah. Because since you were there, did you see A-Rod there at all? I didn't see A-Rod, but it was kosher. You know, it was great. I don't manage to have its wine. And a rabbi do it, me. Hey, Ben, do you take Jennifer to be your lawful red advice? You know, you know I think, you know, you, you got me on a subject here. You think about Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, Brad Pitt. Every one of their exes is gorgeous. We could do a reality show and put it on daily. I just think the top of my head, right? The threesomes in their life. Could you imagine Brad Pitt having a threesome? With Angela Jolie and, and Jennifer Aniston. This guy, athlete, gorgeous, great. He's a great talent. He's all y'all talented people. Yes. He's got he's got Jennifer Gardner, gorgeous, in his satchel. All right. He's got Jennifer Lopez, Anna Diarmas. Okay. All these guys. It's amazing what their archives look like. You want to see? Um, look, I have pretty girls too, but my God, it's great. But no, I, I you know even though there was rumors, I was a witness. I made sure that they had the right manischewitz, they had the slitherbits, and they walked out, and there was no hanky-panky, goddammit. It's always good to have a Yiddish Elvis doing your doing your wedding. That's perfect. Um, hey, you know, one of the, you, know, you know, you mentioned Jennifer Garner. She is one person I want to get on the show, and I'll tell you why. She's a huge football fan, and she knows football. Yeah. And so I would love to get her on there. So, folks, if you have any connection to Jennifer, you tell her to go and take a look at Daily Fish. We'll get her on and have some fun with her. That's for sure. Yeah, she'll do a threesome with us just on the air. <laughs> not like that. Not, not sure, that. Sure. No, you know, she, and Brad Pitt's a huge football fan. He's from Oklahoma. Yeah. Huge yeah. S football. And look, all these guys, Matt, that Affleck and Damon, huge. Not Red Sox? Huge Boston fans. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's great how many entertainers that we that we look at and start. They're big sports fans, just like we are, and and, and you know that's fantastic. But uh, hey, John, sometimes you know, we we change things up, and you and you want to get into politics. And I, I got a meme I want to show you. First, I'm going to go with the the incumbent. Check out this meme. <laughs> I mean. Jill, Jill Biden came out today, and it's all over the news, and said he doesn't. He every day he's getting something new. I get that. You want to root for your president because you know what? He's your president. He's supposed to be your leader. Um, I'm not really into, and I wasn't into it. And you know, I hate politicians. I think that all of them, they're not kissing your baby or still in their lollipop. What I don't like, and you're a political expert, is when they blame the previous administration when things go wrong. This is your watch. You knew when you took over, you got to fix things. And when you get phone calls at three in the fucking morning, you got to take it. And you can't say, oh, my God, why am I waking up every night at three o'clock in the morning? You know, I get it. Oh, no. Um, I think Joe Biden is a very good guy and a very, very good uh, 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 politician in his day. I think he's a little bit over his head right now. And I think there's so much on his plate. And I don't know if he's surrounded by the right people in his administration. In other words, there's no offensive line to being a, him being a quarterback. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's also he's playing against circumstances that I don't care what president. I think Lincoln would have a tough time with this or FDR or, or Ronald Reagan. Uh, there's just so much that's happening that's out there. I mean, the you know, we, we've you know, we've got the war in Ukraine with Russia. We've got uh, chain supply problems. We had covid. Um, there's just there's so many things that are are happening at the same time too. You know, he goes to Saudi Arabia and Israel, and really nothing nothing's going to come out of that. Yet at the same time too, he's got to form a coalition. Go ahead. How do you feel about him fist pumping the uh, the Saudi prince? It's got a um, lot of controversy. You know, to me that's that's like meh. So he fist pumped. He didn't shake his hand. He didn't shake his hand because maybe it was COVID. I don't know. I, I you know I think. You know, I don't care who you are as president of the United States, um, you, you got to deal with dictators. He has to go over there and deal with a dictator. And, um, you know, added to me, the shaking of the hand, the, the, the fist bump to me it was that, that that's an overdone thing. He fist bump with him. who cares? What if he grabbed him around the neck and, 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 and gave him a big hug? Actually, there was a great meme that I should have pulled off and I should have sent it to you. It, it was him. It was a uh, Biden with MBS standing there, kind of waiting to in, 
you know, for a line to come through. And uh, Biden, they superimposed a gas can. You know what's more controversial for me is that the Saudi prince puts his hand out and Biden does, does nothing. That's, that's you know, disrespectful. So mm-hmm. he's there. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, Saudi Arabia right now is on our side against Iran. Iran is the biggest. I mean, Iran is, is it still has a mantra to destroy Israel. And if they got nuclear weapons and they send it towards Israel, what's Israel going to do? And I always say to you, if there's two or three nuclear bombs that go off, all that fallout goes in that entire area, and then no one's getting gas. No one's getting oil. So, it, it, look, Saddam Hussein didn't want to go to Kuwait in 1990. He wanted to go to Saudi Arabia. That's why we had to stop it. So, there's always ulterior motives. It's helping a politician. Let me ask you this. Do you think that age has something to do with I mean, Biden's, Biden's approaching 80, or is he, is he 80 already? It's tough being an 80-year-old. What? He will be 80 soon. Okay, at our age, and we're in our early 60s, you get up three times a night to take a leak. What do you think he does? Think he has a catheter next to the bed? He's almost 80 years old. It's yeah. tough. It's tough on it. I always said this. I, I can't stand egos because you know in this uh, podcast business and being an entertainer like you are and all this stuff, you have an ego, but you learn how to rejection, okay? I don't know what 80-year-old man would want this job and have a huge ego because – it's it's the most it's the most it's the most stressful job on the planet being president of the United States. Some guys, like the guy I'm gonna show you mean pretty soon, they embrace it and they can be an idiot, but they embrace it and they have some kind of an extra gear going on. Mm-hmm. This guy acts like this guy looks like he's getting old and he and he and he's tired. And he was a great statesman in his time. But he should have known by the eight years with Obama that you know what, this is what goes on. You said there's a he was soaring to his shitstorm. We all know that. Okay. Well, well, I've got some really good inside information, and and this is something we talked about with Scott Henry. Uh, we found that Joe Biden is doing exactly what your wife had you do while you're driving. So he's got this big cup down there that he doesn't have to get out of bed. He just he just kind of pees so he can oh, keep on great. going. So I do that. I got. Oh yeah, I'll be honest. With you. I'll, America, the world. When I take a long drive, I don't go get a big gulp from from Seven Eleven just to drink a Slurpee. I use that thing because you know I, I I'm really good at the one hand and this. If you're a guy. And you get in there, and there's not a dribble that hits that car seat. My Corinthian leather is free of urine. On that I subject, John, as I've taken this show to another level, let's look at this meme. Yeah. <laughs> Action. Absolutely. Action. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said today, former President Donald Trump, that it's not if he's going to announce when he's running for 2024. It's when. I, I always talk to you about where are all the indictments that everyone said they were going to be at the end of his reign in 2020. And I say to you, this to you, Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, is the, is the most popular, if not poignant, politician right now because he has a right to indict this guy or not over the January 6th hearing. I'll make you a prediction. This guy walks free from January 6th. He's running in 2024. Can you see that happening one and two? Can you see him going against Biden again? That's never happened before, has it? Has two guys ever gone up against each other in consecutive uh, elections? If we, you know, if we had the hard line with us, in fact, we got to we got to tell people the hard line's today's his birthday. That's why he's Happy not with us. Hey, real quick, before you get into thought, he's in Cabo right now, and he's, Is he's he like a lot. Yeah, he's uh, wow. Magic Johnson. He's Magic Johnson, thirty-two years old. We both have legs his age. Hey, we love you. Happy birthday, John. Get ready in August, buddy. You're on. Hard You'll be having school. a lot. Yeah. But I, I'd, I'd be I'd be real curious to see what um, what his odds were on on it being a Trump Biden. If I had to say right now, I, I'm I'm not expecting it. Um, one of the things is is that what I'm hearing is that there's a lot of Republicans. Uh, if if Trump, they're really concerned about the midterm elections. If Trump announces that he's running ahead of time. Keep talking. See my dog in the background? She's crying oh. because her, her her goddamn balls underneath my 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 unit, my uh, entertainment unit. So I can't have her cry. Look at that beauty. Keep talking. Go. Okay, go get it. So so there's a there's a lot of concern uh, of um, Republican candidates that are running in the midterms, and they do not want Donald Trump to announce ahead of time that he is running for president. They think it's going to actually hurt them. I do think the more I'm looking at different things, 
uh, seeing polls, hearing different people, seeing what's going on in the midterms. Um, Trump's not, he's not running the table by any means uh, on the candidates that he wants in the midterm. So I think there's a fair amount of Republicans who maybe side with him on policy ideas, but they just don't want him. Again, I think a lot of this stuff with the January 6th committee is coming out with, and they say this coming Thursday, they've got some more blockbuster stuff. It's making him look like he, like he's he's something wrong with him. He's a bit of a wackadoodle. He's got he's got mental problems. So if if that's if if that's the case, I think there's a good chance he doesn't run. I think there's a very good chance Joe Biden doesn't run. Um, the problem is for Joe Biden, he can't announce that. No, because once he announces it, he's a lame duck. On the other hand, he can't get a lot of things through anyway because he doesn't have a majority. He has a majority in the House, but technically he really doesn't have a majority in the Senate since Manchin and Cinema are, are voting against him an awful lot. So could he announce it ahead of time? Who who are the Democrats going to bring in? That's a good question. Let me ask you this. A lot of Trump, a, a Trumper will tell you that people like Mike Pence, former vice president, former attorney general, Barr, William Barr, uh, Mitch McConnell are traitors because they said the election wasn't fixed. It wasn't a fraud. Okay. Do you think there's a good amount? And again, John, when we do these politics, John has, a, has done politics for years in the news. So I go to him for these questions. And it's a good banter because we have different politics sometimes. Do you think that there's a lot of people, a lot of Republicans will never say this, but they want Trump to be indicted so they can run around DeSantis? And, and so they, so, because Trump people are going to go for DeSantis. They're not going to, the Trumpers aren't going to say, oh, we're going to vote Democrat or not vote. You know, do you think deep down they want a Ron DeSantis or some other Republican that's that, that's that's going to run for presidency to, to, over Trump? I think there's a there's a good percentage of Republicans that want it. Republicans and Democrats. They're both split. They can't they can't get together. That's why we're having all these problems uh, and we don't get anything done. But, yes, I would agree with you. I, I don't uh, I think there's an awful lot of them that feel that Trump is he's 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 really hurting the party in many ways. Uh, and I think they want to get away from what Trumpism was. So, yeah, I, I think so, too. I still okay. think there's a really good chance that uh, George is going to indict him. Uh, I think there's a good chance New York's going to indict him. Um, I feel more confident about them than I do Merrick Garland. But I do think Merrick Garland's um, I think he could surprise us and all of a sudden launch epic indictment against Trump coming up very soon, because I think he's got more than enough stuff. I'm, I'm a little bit more on the side that I think he is going to get indicted and he's not going to walk away as a Teflon Don. Will he get convicted? That's a good question. I, you know, everybody says, wow, you heard what uh, Cassidy Hutchinson said in the January 6th uh, hearings, you know, all the stuff she was saying. I go, yeah, she did. And it is it was pretty damning. But at the same time, too, there was no Trump lawyer who was asking follow up questions. And until you hear the follow-up questions of, of, and, and her answers or anybody else's answers, you don't know. Could he get indicted and get off scot-free? Yeah, he could. There, there's there's a good chance of that. Um, so it's I think one of the things the January 6th committee has done that's helped Merrick Garland is they've actually pointed out that Trump knew what he was doing. Trump knew this was wrong. Trump still went on and did this. Could they refute that? Absolutely, they could. But I do think I think there's a better chance of that happening. Um, than not happening. I, I, I look politics wise. I want to. I want to take take them all out. This, this whole thing. I think one thing that hurt the Republican Party was overturning Roe versus Wade before the midterm elections. Yeah. But after the midterm elections, you do it because a lot of women I talk to in the bar, hardcore Republicans are pissed off. You can't. They're pissed off anyway. Talk about us all the time on the show. You can't get baby formula. There's a shortage of tampons. All right. They're pissed off. Brittany Griner still in Russia. And now you're taking away their body and you're saying and you have you have people like uh, Kathy Kong are saying, you know, well, if if the rape and incest thing really bothers him. OK, when it comes to abortion, if well, why will why will we have another tragedy with that tragedy yeah. like that? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. And then the really bothers me is, OK, you can believe in this or not believe in it. And I could piss people off. But if you're you're living in Arkansas and you want to get an abortion, you want to travel to California. Why should you? Why should they be arrested or do something about that? Why do you even give a shit? We're America. It's freedom. If you believe in the Second Amendment and the First Amendment, let them do what they want. So you can't get an abortion in your state 
let the person do what they want to want. Because if it's state by state, then this thing is really not an issue. You have to travel to do it. And there's people, look at, look at the companies out there like Amazon and Dick's Sporting Goods that are willing to pay for this. So I think this is another huge divide in our country. And the time means everything. Well, it is. And, you know, if you look at the different uh, polling, 60% of the people did not want Roe v. Wade overturned. Um, and the majority of people uh, are not for abortion on demand. They want abortion controlled, but they want to allow it because it's, it's more about the woman's health than it is about anything else. And that's the thing I think that is the rub. And I think you're absolutely right. I, I do think even though everyone's predicting a Republican wave uh, for the midterms, if if they can still keep the the abortion, I think you're going to start seeing uh, a lot of suburban women who are going to move away from the Republicans and to the Democrats. Um, I don't think you're going to see the minorities as much, but I think you're going to see um, the more educated uh, white women who are going to move away from the Republicans and go to I don't the Democrats. Know. I, I disagree. I think uh, Trump got 64 to 68% of the Hispanic vote. Okay. Yeah. How did they yeah. not get that vote? The Republicans, no matter who runs, you know, it's so big and put the wall up and, and, and he succeeded in some points and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. The Hispanics I talked to that I worked with said it's about socialism and they yeah. think that the Democrats are socialists and a lot of democratic, you know, uh, programs are, but Every every dem democracy has some socialism as far as medicine, what have you. And look, how how do you fix the divide in this country? Who's a leader? Who's a leader is going to come out in 2024 and fix what we have to fix? You know, that's that's to be said. Who's running on the Democratic side? We don't know. We know two people that are running on the Republican side: Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. I can tell you that right now. All right. Democrats. Well, the uh, the vice president, the former vice president, is too. Hang on, I got to take care of this dog. This is driving me crazy. Okay, so we'll take care of the dog. And again, we've got more information. We're going to be doing more of this political stuff, not because we're on one side or the other, but we, we like to bring out a lot of different sides, a lot of different things that are happening. What about the vice president? So I, th I think Pence could be running too. He's making signs about that. I think it's, it's kind of stupid because even though he did stand up for what happened on uh, January 6th, he, he, he could have stopped it earlier and he didn't. Um, and I, I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of Republicans look like they've got no backbone, especially when it came to the stuff that Trump was doing. But uh, as far as on the Democratic side, I mean, you know, you and I, you know, when we talk and, I, you know, they, I'll bring up his name, Pete Buttigieg, who's the, the transportation secretary, who's done a great job. Uh, and he's a um, former military guy. He goes on Fox News and tears it up. He does a great job. Uh, you know, the problem is, is that he's a gay man, and that's what a lot of people are not going to vote for. They don't want a you know, gay president. But it's interesting when you, there's a great book called, um, it's called The Storm Before the Calm, written by a guy by the name of George Friedman. And he nailed it. He nailed this three months before everything was happening. And what he said was primarily the 2020s are going to be like the way they are. And again, he did that back, I want to say, 2018, 2019. And one of the one of the things he said as a uh, uh, a remedy to it is to have a, a a president who has military background, not because you're going to become militaristic, but because you're going to get things done. And when you look at what's going on with the Democrats and the Republicans, the, the Republicans are just stopping everything. The Republic, the Democrats just have ridiculousness connected to every bill that's out there. That's why you can't get the bill back better. You, all these blue states, when you look, when you want to do a construction project. The red tape that's involved and then the money that gets piled up, nothing gets done. So he's talking about a military guy. So I've I've said this. And again, I'm not endorsing anybody. I've never endorsed anybody. But Pete Buttigieg, to me, would be the key to do. But, you know, you can't announce that. Um, you know, you can't announce that until, you know, maybe March of next year at the earliest. So let, let, let me piss off some people. So basically, you could agree or disagree. Is the religious right really that powerful with the abortion overturn of Roe versus Wade and the fact that a guy like Pete Buttigieg, who's got great ideas that Republicans like, he can't run because he's gay? We voted in a black president. We have we've done such great strides in, in opportunity and we have a lot to work on. 
Is that going to hold this guy back? Where there's some Republicans I've seen on Fox that like him a lot, yeah. Yeah. you know, and they said he sounds Republican. It's like um, Adam. It was it Adam Kemzer. I'm getting his name wrong. Kemzer. Yeah. He's Republican. It sounds Democrat. But these guys, I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get the fact that if you want to be, if you want, if you want to get have opportunity, why would a gay guy not get a job? Who gives a shit who you sleep with? You know, you know what I said? I used to get pissed off when people would say, look, it's gay pride parade. I said, it's more women for us. Look at these gorgeous guys walking down the street. There's more pussy for me and you. I shut every guy up. You know, I mean, I used to, real quick in the 80s, I would go to gay bars, right, with my buddies. And all the girls were dancing. And I would tell them I was gay and I'd never been with a woman. <laughs> ben, Aff ben Affleck, John Daly, and Brad Pitt have nothing on the fish man back in the 80s. I mean, I can't, well, I can't, I can't, I can't take prejudice. I can't take racism. I can't take all this bullshit. And I got, I, I got, I, I want to move on to something before I get some, some lighter stuff with you. Okay. Yeah. I know you're the host of stuff. Go ahead. Well, let, let me, let me hit the religious right thing. The religious right and, and, and especially um, the, you know, the Christian Orthodox, uh, um, they did a great job, uh, you know, the Heritage Foundation back in the 1950s. They've been working on this. And what they've done is they've infiltrated uh, not just Congress, not just the Supreme Court, but they've infiltrated state governments as well. And they control an awful lot in the states. And now these states have states' rights. So I don't agree with the religious right. I, I mean, I think religion has, has been the cornerstone of Western civilization. But when you start using it as a power for politics, that's, that's where it gets wrong. And I, but at the same time too, I'm going to say to them, they're brilliant politically, and 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 the fact that liberals or people moderates didn't see what was coming, but they do control now because of what they've put in place and their beliefs over the last forty years, and that's why Roe v. Wade got overturned. Right, you're right. Uh, one thing on the sports thing, there's going to be within the next ten days, there's going to be a suspension announced for Deshaun Watson. And I hear anywhere from a year to four to six games. And how is your wife and your great mother-in-law, Sarah, going to take that? I know a lot of Browns fans that are pissed off. This thing has another divide. There's some people think there should be nothing. And then there's – I've talked to many lawyers, including my own, that says when you settle, you're guilty. That's exactly what a lawyer looks at, you know, because you don't want anything – and the NDAs. What do you think the suspense is going to be, number one? And number two, how is the reaction going to be? Um, well, number one, I'm going to stick with my bet because we had Hardline uh, give us on, on the last show we did, uh, and he said the under and over was eight games. I said eight. So I'm going right at eight. So I'll say I'm going to say probably the just the under. I'll probably say like seven. Um, I'm really curious to see what is going to happen and what the results are going to be if if he only gets three or four games. Uh, I'll be really curious to see if he gets a full year suspension. Um, I just don't know. My family, uh, my my wife, Terry, and my mother-in-law, Sarah, uh, I think they're, they're sitting and waiting. Uh, I know they're not happy about it. And I, I think they're sitting and waiting. And I, 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 will they still be Browns fans? Probably. But I don't know if they're going to be rooting for Deshaun Watson. So we'll we'll see on that. But what what do you think? What was your pick? I say four to six games, but then Goodell has a chance to up that. You know, Goodell has a final say. It's going to go to the Sarah something, who's the who's the judge, the the supervisor of this whole thing. Yep. Um, I, I think four to six games, and uh, you know, if you're a Browns fan, look at your Browns fan. All you give a shit about is winning. You, if you start out one and five without him there, you're pissed off at the whole situation. It's another losing season, and we have and every NFL team is camps open today. A little segue. Every NFL team has a 15 to 20 player turnover. And uh, before we get, John, I want to move on with some stuff. Condolences to your Red Sox. And do you see the Chris Sales, the bullshit finger? Can you believe yeah. that? That bad, that bad, that crazy the day before the All Star break? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm that sorry. was wild. Yeah, and I, 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 I thought about it. I said, John must be shitting himself right now. <laughs> you know, I was, I was more concerned. I was more concerned that he might be gone for the season. He may not be. He might be back in in September or so. And the pinky, there's still a question of when you throw, like if, if it was your index finger or middle finger, you forget it. You're you're done for a long time. 
if it's your if you have a broken toe like Dizzy Dean did in the 30s and completely screwed up his arm because he didn't take care of the toe. I know it's unbelievable. I don't, I don't think I, I think that, that a pinky like that because it's really not part of uh, unless you're throwing a change up, you're throwing that round change up. So I, I think he'll be back. Uh, I think part of the thing, the Red Sox have a lot of injuries. They could make some really huge trades right before the deadline and turn some things around because they do have players that they can trade. Uh, on the other hand, if it goes into the crapper, I could see them, I could see them just, you know, dumping a lot of players. I, you know, they've got, uh, they got Devers, and they've got um, the great shortstop. Why am I drawing a blank on the shortstop's name? No, that's terrible. Um, and um, they got JD Martinez. So I mean, they could be trading those. Oh, I, know, three. I know, I, I know their shortstop's name. Joe Watts. Yeah, it, it, it's exactly who I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> From Curacao. Yes. Right. <laughs> so I want you to lead me in. I mean, we're still doing our schmuck and our and our swag, and and what we're doing is I, I don't I don't let John know now because John is so great when he, I see his reactions. So John, take us away, and we'll do our schmuck and our swag, and you lead us in, man. All right. Well, as I usually ask you, so who's been schmucky this week, Fish? Okay. Well, I'm going on a theme, John, of voyeurism and how much we love Star Trek, and I'm absolutely done. There's a there's two books, one by Thomas Boyer. There's two books coming out about these people, right? And how bad they have it, how bad the royal family has it, you know. With that, one of them, I won't mention the names. So I want to piss. I I, I could I could piss more people off talking about these people. We went to war with this fucking country in 1770s. They get our own country, and we care more about them than we do anybody else in the United States, except for Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and the Kardashians. But uh, one of these couples didn't have two nannies show up, and they had to watch the kids. Okay, I, 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 I you know, I became a grand. I forget it. I'm, I'm too fucked up in the head to say I really feel. I could care less about these people, but a lot of Americans do, and I don't know why. And I think we. And come on, give me the con. I think we as Americans need to get our priorities straight and look at firefighters and teachers and John Daly's Viagra to keep them going. We need those kind of people that we, that we have to really like. No, seriously, not John Daly's Viagra. Um, but I, I guess we got to prioritize. I don't, I don't get it. I'm going to go to you. I'm talking too much on this thing. Why do you think we are so voyeuristic with the royal family? I think because a lot of people would love to see what a wealthy life is like and royalty and controlling things. And it's just, you know, if, if you think about it, um, you know, from the early 1900s, Britain and America were on the same team. We fought in World War One, World War Two. They've helped us in many things. We've helped them in many other things as well. And um, so, you know, they're still an ally. Yeah. Back in 1776. The monarchy holds very little power as far as none, you know, as far as you know, voting or or policy or anything like that. Um, I think Americans just, you know, for instance, uh, you know, we watch Downton Abbey, you know, and a lot of people watch The Crown uh, because because they they think it's interesting and it's history. I agree with you. Uh, the fact that we go absolutely nuts over what's happening in the family, like it's Johnny Depp. I agree with that. I, I don't have a problem with that. But at the same time, too, the crown has been, you know, it's it's been very helpful in, in a lot of things to assist America. So I kind of understand that. Okay. John, Neville Chamberlain, Winston Churchill, Tony Blair, they're all prime ministers. They're, they're the ones we deal with, right? But that's the hierarchy of Britain that I care about. And they are a great ally. They're number one ally besides Israel. They're both on the same page. But the royal family... I, 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 I don't get it. So let me let me give you one story. I'm uh, right after college. I did my grand tour of Europe and we're over in Germany with my buddy, Steve Kennedy, and we're over in Europe and we end up becoming buddies with these Brits, these two Brits. They were hysterical. They were great guys. And so we're walking around Munich and, you know, Munich's been all done over, obviously, you know, after the war. And so we would kind of joke around and we would, you know, say, oh, look at look at that church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We. Yeah, it's a really nice looking church, but man, what was it like before when we both got them? And so we were kind of, you know, kind of making fun of the Brits, you know, bombing the heck out of out of the Germans. But I made a joke about the, about the royal family. You know, why do you have them? You know, you know, you know, just did not get a good response. <laughs> 
So the Brits themselves still are part of, that's part of their history. And Good. It's not a part of our history. It is. The royal families, it is, it's not, it's not that, that our love for, okay, look, I can't tell people how to think. It is a part of our history. We have to deal with them. King George back in the days and stuff like that. We went to war with that country to get our own country. They started slavery in this country in 1609 when they started. We kept it going. Absolutely. Right? Now, are there our biggest allies now? And I've been there and I love the people. And I married a Scottish girl of descent. And I've been there a million times. Great people. I'm just saying I have a problem with our love affair for these people. And if I have to watch ETV talk about, well, they didn't have their nannies with them. Go fuck yourself. We don't have nannies. John has a driver. And, and wait, I got, I got a big, I got a big I'm pissed off at you about things. Did you say Grand Tour? You said Grand Tour of Europe. You didn't the say Grand, Grand. You said Grand. Yes. The yeah, Grand let's move Tour. on. Let's move on. I'm trying to spread on this. What else I got, John? All right. Now it's time to see who's got swag. Who are we toasting this week, Fish? I got two of them. This is great. You Ooh. know what? About, about time. Jamarcus Russell came out and had some slamming thing to say about the Raiders. And I gave him a $39 million signing bonus. Yeah. Right? About little, little racial overtones. Look at this gorgeous woman. That's Sandra Douglas Morgan, and that's Mark. Look at that haircut, baby, looking good. He flies to Sacramento to get that haircut. Love that guy. Mark Davis is named Sandra Douglas Morgan, the president of the Raiders. The vice president is Marcel Reese, black. The director of public relations, black, African-American. There has been more, thank God for this organization. In sports, there's been not one team that has more minorities and women. Amy Trask is up for the Hall of Fame this year in the NFL. 20 years, she was the president of the team for, for Al Davis. Stop. The Raiders are the most ethically sound team in the league. And this woman's great. Let me show a picture of her again. You know this. You, she's a director. She was a president of the Nevada State Athletic Commission, president yeah. of the Nevada State Gaming Commission. And she comes out and she says, you know what? That, is, that stadium, Allegiant Stadium, John, generated $2.9 billion since the Raiders moved here, and I'm going to take us through that next process. Great move by Davis. This is my favorite swag of all. Meet Robin Borden Lowe. She is 70 years old, John, and because of such a lifeguard shortage, yep. she's a, she was a lifeguard, and she decided to go back to the community pool back in Philadelphia where she lives, so kids had a chance to go swimming. She's 70 years old, and she was a lifeguard back in the day, and unfortunately, like a shortage we have and everything with supply chain, how, what a stud. You know, we're drinking to them. Robin Borden Lowe, Mark Davis and his haircut, and his hiring as Sandra Douglas Morgan. I'm psyched. Nice. I like it. All right. You tell us what we're drinking. You made it up, buddy. Well, this is our drink of the week. So our drink of the week is, it's called a dark and stormy, or as we say in New England, a dark and stormy. And, uh, and it, uh, yeah. And it's a, um, so here's to you. Here's to our. Here's our people. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I've got it in the copper cup. So which is which is kind of the what they say is the best way to do it. Primarily, it's dark rum and right. ginger beer and a good squeeze of lime. Uh, you could throw some you could throw some spice in there, like a basil or a mint or something like that. It's very good. But this is it's great. It's a great summer drink. I actually we drink it a lot during uh, and throughout the year or so. So, hey, we should also say our daily fish drink of the week is sponsored by Shucks Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks. Two locations. Head to Shucks Tavern on North Durango. That's on the northwest side of town where fish is overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast, you get a free drink. You do it the next day, a free appetizer. That's Shucks Tavern. Check out Shucks Tavern, and that's S-H-U-C-K-S, and it's on Facebook. We should also say we got something cool going on with Shucks coming for football season. Can't wait. Um, I We entered Daily Fish into our last man standing pool. And if you don't understand what last man standing, there's 50 participants that have a chance to win $1,000. And what it is, is you pick a team to win, no spread, and your team wins. For example, Dallas plays Tampa Bay in week one. If John and I pick Tampa Bay to win, okay, we move on to week two. We just can't pick Tampa Bay again. If you go through the entire 18-week season. But you have to win. You have to win every week. You have to win every week, and you get two losses. You get a, you get a mulligan in, in this contest. Oh, you get two? I, we get two, and ties, unlike the casino, a tie is a win. So if John and I go through the entire season and we win, we're going to go into the thousand. What a great drink. We're going to donate $1,000 to a charity. Okay, we're not keeping the money. So that's a great thing about it. And, John, 
tell us if you know about how the how our fans of the show can get in, involved in us picking our teams. Well, in each 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 Monday when we do this uh, for the week before, we're going to ask for your recommendations. And so you can you can either text us right here on the show or you can write us an email at dailyfish1, the number one at gmail.com and tell us what you think. So we're going to take all your recommendations and we will decide what we're going to do with that. So so we're looking for you to help us with this and then we'll report back to you on every show as to what's going on. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Don't go to John and I. John and I were less than fifty percent. No. We're still going to do our. We're still going to do our picks every week, and we're lying to Hardline to give us the the odds because he's great at that. But on this, will be a lot of fun. Again, the money goes to charity. So, John, John, I want to get the binge watching back in it. You bit. I watched it. You go first. I'll go second, and we'll get at okay, it. Okay. So my my binge watch uh, this past week is is has been a ton of fun. My wife and I watch all ten of these episodes. The, the series is called The Lincoln Lawyer. It has nothing to do with Abraham Lincoln. It's a Lincoln car. Uh, it is a great season. It's about a skillful but somewhat troubled lawyer who drives a Lincoln. Uh, the first season was really intriguing, and uh, it, it led and went to so many different ways. Uh, it, it's got great different stories of different women that he was involved with. Um, and really, one of the stars of it is uh, the guy who's kind of the one of the culprits or defendants. Uh, and you know what? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, it's a really interesting uh, actor. Uh, Joe Watts. It was Joe Watts. That's who it was. That's right. Yeah. And um, but I I would highly recommend we we buzz through this the ten episodes really quickly. It's on Netflix. So for me, it's 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 a great one. It takes place in L.A., so you get to see a lot of L.A. County and Los Angeles and. Uh, so it's it's a dynamite show. I'd highly recommend it. What do you got? Hulu, The Bear, Jeremy Allen White, famous yeah. for Shameless. He's a kid, the top chef at 21 years old in New York, works for all these James Beard restaurants. His brother commits suicide, and he has to go back and work in the family restaurant, which is a sandwich shop in a shitty part of Chicago. If you're in the restaurant business, you get right in there, man, as far as what goes on in the restaurant business. And it's a busy sandwich shop, and you're cutting the meat, you're doing everything, and some great side stories. Eight episodes absolutely epic wow wow yeah i definitely want to see and what's that on i think it's on hulu it's on hulu okay yeah all right, yeah, all right. streaming you know all everything's right. streaming now the nfl sunday tickets going to apple amazon we had the roku we had roku boxes put into chuck's tavern because 25 nights games amazon it's a whole new ball game going on with with uh, I, with with streaming now look how many games are on apple tv and in, in major league baseball like I, yeah. I go every day. I look at the. I look at my phone, and I'll say, "What, what games are on Major League Baseball? Yankees, yeah. Red Sox, Apple TV." Well, I'm lucky I have that, but that's a that's a subject for another time. Yeah, John. Right. Hey, this is well, first of all, before we go, I need to I need to uh, talk about some of the folks who take care of us here. We want to we only to check out Hope for the Warriors. They have a big celebrity golf event. It's coming up August 27th, 29th. It'll be in. Wallace, North Carolina. That's near Wilmington, North Carolina. Hope for the Warriors works with our wounded military warriors. They get them healthy, so they're part of their families in their community. It's a great charity and a great event. Again, it is hopeforthewarriors.org. Johnny Bench is going to be there with us, as well as uh, Doug Flynn and a number of other celebrities. So we will get you a lot of stuff on that. And uh, so, Fish, before we sign off, let, let me just kind of give folks an idea of, you know, you know, normally we're live from Vegas and Myrtle Beach on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3, Pacific, 3 p.m. Pacific. We will be. Uh, we're on Facebook at daily.fish.5 plus the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. You can catch us on YouTube and Wingding TV and also Hey Vegas TV. So go to heyvegastv.com and you can listen to us. If you don't want to look at us, you can listen to us. You can watch us, you can listen to us, I should say, on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon as well. You can write to us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. Also, I just want to tell you about the Myrtle Beach Golf Trail. If you're down in the Myrtle Beach area and you need a great golf getaway, just go to myrtlebeachgolftrail.com and uh, they'll take care of you. Yes, sir. John, we're heading into well, we're about a year and a half doing this right now. And I want to thank everyone who's contributed to the show. I want to thank Heidi and Ginger Snaps. I want that. You guys are great on the show. And you were much appreciated. But I really want to thank this guy because this guy is blowing up in Las Vegas and doing great. And he shouts us out. 
Michael Shapiro's got a show mm-hmm. called Residence in Las Vegas that appears Thursday and Friday nights at the Sahara. He's got a residency and he shouts us out. So we're going to shout him out. And I, you know, we're Absolutely. very proud that you can start something and we could promote you and you promote us. And, you know, we're going to promote you during this last man standing. And I, I love the fact that we got a lot of banter today. It's fun, a lot of fun. Well, it's really good. I know we got we got a minute or two left here we can talk about. One of the things that we heard from people was that the banter and the goofy stuff that we do, uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, you were rushing to it to get to your guest. And we were like, you know what, they're kind of right because we didn't want to leave the guests sitting there, especially these great guests that we have. And what we found, and if you go to the Scott Henry interview that we did with him uh, about a week or so ago, right off the top, it's just fish me and Scott Henry talking. And Scott is actually in the car driving to Savannah to start his uh, comedy club down there at the Marriott down there in Savannah. And we had we had such a great time, eh, a little bit of interference there, but for the most part, we didn't have to rush it through Scott. And one of the things that you guys say to us is that you love our interviews because you feel like you're you know, eavesdropping on three people having having drinks at a bar and it's, it's really good conversation. On the other hand, we have a lot of people who say, don't rush through, you know, schmuck of the week and all that, because, you know, we, we want to hear that too, even though we're trying to get to it. So that's why we're splitting things up. So you get a better idea of it, but fish, I can't believe it's 51 minutes, you and me bantering. Oh, we're going to keep the banter down. I I got over, I got over under for my brother, Bobby saying, I give it over six months. You get John to say the word shit or fuck. Great. Thanks a lot, bro. Wow. You know, so now it's great. Anyways, get us out of here, buddy. All right, pal. So again, thanks for being with us. Uh, Again, Daily Fish normally. uh, It's live from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. uh, And you can get us on Monday nights, Monday night, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Again, on Facebook at daily.fish.5 plus the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life, YouTube, also Wingding TV and Hey Vegas TV. And also, we're on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Write to us. You just said that. At dailyfishwarn at gmail.com. Is that you saying that, or is that somebody on the. I wanted to end with this because I think we all, you love your dog. I want everyone. We talk about controversy in the the world, but I think John Daly believes in this, and I do too. This is the way we should all look at life. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Look at that. Is that the best? (laughs) Is that the best? Oh my God. Talk about it. And you know what? If you have some favorite threesomes, you know, like Ben Affleck and two girls, shoot us a text. Shoot us, you know, hey, you know, if you have a a politician that maybe was on Epstein's Island, shoot us. We don't care. There's no holds barred. John, what was it like being there with P. Diddy and Alan Dershowitz and President Clinton in 2003? I was was only taking video, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, great. (laughs) See? There's an over-under on that one. All right, buddy. All right, pal. Good job. Love you.